is time, Mr. Bad Guy. Before K, Bad Guy. Welcome back to another episode of UHD. Friday 14 Podcast, UHD. Like I already said, I'm the, the 4K bad guy. And earlier, that was Matthew was McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. He, he came in. He had a little sneak peek. He had to hurry up and get on. But he's uh, he's quick. He's gone. Uh, what's up, everybody? Another another great Wednesday. Another night of horror movie podcast right here. Like Nick said, uh, I'm Juan. And uh, I'm thankful to uh, have you here. How you, how you, uh, how you been doing? Been doing good. Um. Uh... Kind of, kind of bummed that. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I decided to just show off the the leather face blanket here. Oh, nice! Made out of real, uh, real, real people's face. Real people's face. Yeah, but <laughs> it's been it's been good. Uh, no, I was like, I know you recently you did your episode on Nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street Elm three. Street yeah, 3. that was uh the latest episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. But today. We're talking a new generation, next generation, degeneration so, X. Uh, but what have you been? Uh, what have you been up to, man? You uh, you been been watching anything? You uh, you go to the movie theater lately or anything? Uh, not not this time around. Um, Friday I'm gonna go see Ends. Halloween Ends this Friday. Yeah, it's been buying a bunch of physical media, the usual. Speaking of physical media, you know what came out. <laughs> I did see that. I saw somebody got that. Yeah, the paranoid city. I heard it was only like twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. What are they buying theirs at? It's like fifty something. Oh, geez. Yeah. So some physical media. Some uh, some you know Halloween ends comes out this week uh, in theaters on Thursday, or you can check it out on uh, I think it comes out on Peacock Friday morning. So I might stay up until midnight. Thursday night, watch it early Friday morning. Um, some of the early reviews are reading that it's okay, so I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm excited for it though. I I, uh, I rewatched Halloween one and 2018 Halloween today uh, in preparation for Halloween ends. I'll probably watch Halloween Kills tomorrow. Um, you know, watching them back to back to back, I think I think it's going to be a good set of four films. I I, I think. Uh, you know, hopefully the ending is is uh I just hope it all ties in together. So hopefully, I mean yeah. I mean kills is really just a filler uh yeah. movie. It it but can't that's... there's there's no way it, it cannot get as bad as Halloween Resurrection. That's gonna be like in your lineup of movies you're gonna watch, you're gonna watch Res- Resurrection or Rob Zombies. Yeah, ain't no way. Yeah, <laughs> but but today we are talking. This was my pick. So if anybody out there is wondering why the hell we picked this movie, uh, this was my pick. So today we're reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Um, Renee Zellweger, Matthew McConaughey. Um, but really. I think, um, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a few few years. There you go right there. Renee Zellweger, Matthew McConaughey, um, Robert Jacks plays Leatherface. Um, Tony Praniski plays Darla. 
when it says next generation, Nick, it really, really is a whole new generation of, uh, I don't even know, can you call them family relatives from, from any of the beginning? Technically, this is the fourth, uh, the fourth installment of the original franchise. One, two, three. Next generation is the fourth. Um, have you seen this before reviewing for the episode today? You know, this is actually my first time reviewing. Um, usually always try to avoid this, uh, this one. Um, you, you said you usually do try to avoid it? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said it. Um, no, um, but like what we're watching is, I mean, it's usually a different family. Um, I think this like the first. Uh, I've actually never seen the second one. Been wanting to check out the second one, but I think I just been holding off for now because I wanted to maybe review it on an episode. Yeah. Technically, I mean, everybody, of course, has seen the original. Like, I mean, the the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like the bee's knees when it comes to horror horror films. Like, I mean, come on, you got you got Texas. uh, I mean, you're you're in Texas, right? That's like the first thing they do to you guys as soon as you come out the womb. You know, as soon as you're old enough to like watch and uh, do anything. They they put that movie in front of you, right? You're supposed to watch it before you go to pre K. Who's selling your lies up there? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, uh, I, this is actually the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre that I've ever watched. Um, I watched it super young, a lot younger than I probably should have. Um, so it's always kind of stuck on me. But I think uh, hopefully this is a was a fun watch for you and uh, hopefully we can turn it into a good, a good podcast review. So, but um, we kind of already went through the, the cast and crew. Uh, I didn't get to read the synopsis though. Let me, let, oh, everybody, let me oh, let everybody know uh, a group of teenagers get into a car crash in text in the Texas woods on prom night. And the one, and they and then wander into an old farmhouse that is home to Leatherface, played by Robert Jacks, and his insane family of cannibalistic psychopaths. Directed by Kim Hinkle, um, characters written based off the original film, Toby Hooper, uh, starring Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey, and we already read off some of the other ones. So, if you guys want to check this movie out, uh, I believe. It is on Tubi for free. Um, if I'm I don't know when I, I when I was looking up because uh, I fell asleep <laughs> um, last night. Um, I just didn't pick it up, and uh, I was like, I wonder if it's too, uh, streaming anywhere. I was gonna probably finish it up on my my phone, but it they just gave me like renting options. Oh yeah, so then it is not. Uh, available to stream anywhere, uh, but you can rent it on Amazon Prime for two ninety nine. Let's get some terrible, terrible uh, reviews. IMDb gave it a three out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes has it at sixteen percent. The Metascore is at fifty percent, though. Um, but the Letterbox review is one out of five. So this has got horrible reviews everywhere, every, every which way you look at it. So Texas Chainsaw. The next generation. Next generation. Family. Straight Family. Up. Ratings time one. Ratings 
Ratings already. Oof. You want me to go first? Your pick. <laughs> That's how this Do works. Do the honors. Um, you know what? I am probably, you know, I've given some some classic movies, some shit ratings before, like Leprechaun. I gave it like a one. Um, I think I'm going to have to kind of just go neutral, and I think I'm going to have to give this one a three out of five. Um, next Generation. And we'll talk about wow. it a little bit later. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this movie a three. Oh, that's, that's, oh, oh man. Yeah. Considering this is one of the the cheesier uh, Texas Chainsaw Master movies. <laughs> um, like, I just I just vaguely remembering this more than two. I definitely remember it more than three. Um, I'm just talking one through four. Like I'm pretending none of the other ones have, have been made. You know, and just out of the the original first four. This one to me is more memorable. Obviously, one is the best, but um, I'm just saying I had a hell of a good time watching it today, uh, and it, it made for a fun rewatch. So rewatchability is always high for me, and uh, it was only an hour and 20 minutes, so I was in, I was out, and it was entertaining. So I, I didn't find myself like twiddling thumbs or anything like I did watching two or three. So um, I'll give it a three for now. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good um First time watch, uh, and I'm right there uh, with you. With the three, three out of five. Uh, I kind of thought about giving it three point five just because of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> that alone deserves an extra point five. Yeah. Honestly, if uh, you know, getting the ratings in and out, we we both gave it three. If it wasn't for the way McConaughey per- portrayed Velmer, I don't know if I would have enjoyed this movie at all. Um, I think that's how powerful his lack thereof performance is. And he's just like, he makes the film uncomfortable. So at least for me, like he was, he was pretty entertaining throughout the whole movie. I will say before you see him, the first 20 minutes... The first 15, maybe they are kind of like, you know, prom night, dumb teenagers going through doing what they got to do. So the first 15 minutes kind of drag a little bit, if I can use that word. What about you? Did you did you enjoy pre Leatherface and pre McConaughey getting introduced to the, the four teenagers? Um, Yeah, it kind of did drag a bit, but um, they really feel... Like your average textures on masking ways is different vibes. It felt like it was at least trying to stay up to date with the other '90s slasher movies that were coming out. Because I mean, this came out in '95. You know, they had a th- they had a theatrical release '97, a uh, re-release. So you know, around that '95 '96 range, you had the new Nightmare coming out. You had Scream coming out '96. So it, it felt like it was trying to keep up with the times. But again, it, it did kind of feel, and I mean, I, I wrote the numbers down, like, you know, sitting here thinking like, oh, you know, it, it was a Texas Chainsaw movie. It was right around that scream time. I'm sure the, uh, the numbers for the movie were pretty good. Like, no, like this movie still bombed pretty bad. Like the budget was 600,000. It only made 185,000 back. So this, this money didn't even make it. This movie didn't even make its money back at the box office. So um 
Which which is kind of strange though, because you know I, I wonder why I didn't get to get into that much research of reading about how come it bombed at the box office, but um, it, it is it does kind of shock me with you know young Matthew McConaughey and it was I mean it was put out by New Line Cinema, so it was still kind of New Line Cinema was huge at the time. Um, but yeah, it kind of did not perform well. So. But, yeah, but yeah, the first first 15, 20 minutes weren't too bad. Um, it was that was the roughest to get through. But once you like get on the farm, you know, to me the movie just kind of flies by, and that last forty five minutes is like in a, in a complete adrenaline rush. Even like this is probably my fifth or sixth time watching the movie in in full, and uh, like even though I knew what was going to happen, I still kind of just like was was primed and ready for a good Matthew McConaughey beatdown. What about you? Yeah. Did you did you have any of the any of the young characters um that you were not interested in? The throwaway characters like the Yeah, because you have uh Heather. Yeah. Oh Heather is played by Lisa Marie Newmeyer, not Lisa Marie Presley. <laughs> um so you have I'd say the couple really. Yeah, which would probably be I think that's Sean. Sean is the boyfriend of Renee Zellweger who dies. Matt uh Vilmer runs him over like back to back. He plays that that soundtrack and that's that's on it. That's honestly a pretty funny kill. I don't know about you, but when Vilmer just runs Sean over back to back and he's like playing that monster truck music. He's having a good old time. The kills, uh, I think there wasn't really that many, was there? No, like, you, you only have, uh, yeah, you only have Heather's death, Sean's death, Barry's death, and then technically Vilmer's death. That's it. Spoiler alert. Like, oh, you spoiled it. <laughs> what I was saying, the first, like, rank, racking up those kills was mainly Vilmer. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, cuz uh Leatherface got Barry and then Velmer ran over Sean and then towards the end if you don't you don't really if you if you pay attention you'll see it but Velmer crushes the head of Heather. You think Heather dies like she has she's got like five lives in this fucking movie cuz Leatherface puts her on the hanger and you think she's done there but then she escapes. Then Velmer torches her with the fire and the flames you think she's dead there. But then the thing that ultimately gets her is him using his uh, robotic leg crushing her head. What do you think of the robotic leg? Let's talk about his leg for a minute. I mean, it's just real random. Uh, like it's there really there's like no story behind it. <laughs> just kind of throw in there. So you're like, oh, well, what's the what's the thing behind that? His leg. But I mean, it's a nice little feature. Although it it did set him back because when he had like controls to it. And then it's like, <sighs> no, but I think the robot is like, is thrown for humor. Just, it's pretty hilarious. His leg. Yeah. His robotic leg. I like the evolution of both characters in the movie. Um, Velmer and then uh, Jenny played by Renee Zellweger, like, you know, at first she starts off as this like kind of a 
you know, I'll do what's right, kind of uh, quiet, shy, nerdy girl at prom. And then by the end of the movie, like, she's been tortured and fucking done wrong so much in this movie that she just turns into complete, like, you know, telling Leatherface to sit down and shut up. Like, she turns into a badass. And, um, you know, you don't get that too much in different movies, especially horror movies. But she she kind of does a three... 360 so i kind of thought that was pretty cool that's that's stepped out a little bit and kind of made me turn my head a little bit and then vilmer like i don't know what's your first thought of him like in this movie like to me he's more of a he's more dangerous in this movie than leatherface is that's what he messed up (laughs) you can have a side i mean at this point the faces will be like the front center I know in the original they try to treat it like everyone's kind of equal and Leatherface is not really supposed to be like the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. But within the these movies, it means you to become the like the main person. So seeing him take a backseat was just just weird. Yeah, and then exactly. making Vilmer look like the, the total um, badass in the film. I know these movies are like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, you know, that's the title, but you know, since this was a shot factor release a few years ago, I would have liked to see the new cover had been Vilmer on the cover because you get you get the irreversible, you know, slip case. So you have Leatherface on the cover no matter what. But just as that slip, I thought it would have been pretty cool if they did like Matthew McConaughey in his own psycho looking way. And then uh, with the Vilmer's uh, front and center with his, his uh, robotic legs shining very glossy. Oh, yeah. It's like Leatherface has his chainsaw and Vilmer has his rollback leg. But if you had the opportunity to put this movie on 4K, how would your uh, how would your cover look? On 4K, um... nice. See, I like that because you still get you still get the man, the myth, the legend, Matthew <laughs> McConaughey on the cover. Yeah, it, it, it did kind of make me wonder, like, you know, he he was front and center, you know, and Leatherface was really a, a setback character, completely different from the first three. But um, I think it was a good change of pace, honestly. Like, it, it felt, felt good. Sean kind of gets the old school, or not Sean, but Barry kind of gets the old school Texas Chainsaw death. Leatherface gets him and it's kind of gets him as he's pulling him and pulling him into the house. Um, that's pretty much the only, only Leatherface kill. Did you, did you mind, you know, that there was just not that many kills or did it just kind of flow good for you? Cause I mean, even though there was only really three deaths, it kind of, eh, the craziness of everything kind of stood out better for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the craziness was <laughs> it, it made up for it. Uh, but just the end, like Leatherface not really doing much in the movie. It's just like, what am I? What am I watching? <laughs> but I mean, I mean, a character like Vilmer, I guess I don't, I don't mind it. It's the next generation. Yeah. Next generation, and that that title really, you know, proves proves to be a factor in 
literally the entire movie. Um, what do you did you did you enjoy the scene where like Renee Zellweger's in the trunk and uh, what's her name? Uh, Darla's like trying to get her out of the, or not tr just trying to open the trunk while she's waiting for the pizza and she's like you need to shut the hell up and the cops are like right behind her and I'm just like say something you know oh, the peek in the give you a little hole to breathe out of <laughs> I'm like okay uh, I'll keep my mouth shut what do you think of Darla in the movie like she's kind of the one who Let's Vilmer know, hey, there's teenagers walking around here. You need to go, go get them because they call for help. They call for a tower. Um, so she's the one who's like luring the kids in. Um, did you like the aspect of like the domestic abusive relationship between Darla and Vilmer? Like it went back and forth throughout the whole movie. It's like some sick Joker and Harley Quinn story, but uh, it, to me, it works. It works. The uh, love just plays into like. It's real seductive <laughs> and everything. Um, but you get, you I feel like in these movies, you gotta have that character to lure people in, like make it seem like you're the, the normal person. Plays out that way for a little bit. And uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the movie, she seems like she's like trying to do like a face turn, but then just going back to heel, like, oh, no, I have my loyalty to Vilmer. <laughs> but. He's got he's got that good, strong, mechanical leg. leg. <laughs> it's yeah, a leg that'll do it for you. She, she she can't she can't you know she can't stop getting the leg. Um, they even stop in the middle of what they were doing, and she gets the leg right then and there, right before the dinner scene. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the crazy? What was his name? The the crazy like, what was he? I guess you could call him the um he's slaughter slaughter in the movie his last name is slaughter the crazy sidekick I guess sergeant slaughter yeah um he didn't I don't think he really needed to be involved but I think it was funny yeah. at the end when he was talking to the old the old guy at the end family values <laughs> just went down to shitter <laughs> he's just there to and put a number count to the family. Even though uh, Vilmer was the head of the table. He was. He's the head of the table. <laughs> but, yeah, he's just there. Just filling the spot. I mean, he tried to be like, oh, he's look at me, I'm crazy. He has a little, the the shock, the shocker. He's an honorary oos. He's, he's the same as saying that's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, what's that old guy? And that old, where'd he go? Dude. The old guy just got up and left. Yeah, I didn't understand that. No, like um, he was already dead. <laughs> yeah, he, I guess at the end of most of these movies, you know, they have the old, they bring out the old man who looks like he's dead. You know, they did that at the first one. It was the original, like, supposed to be like Grandpa. Grandpa. Um, yeah. But... I don't know, man. This movie gets, like, heavily... Like, it gets super, super bad. Um, it gets like trash, trash reviews, trash ratings. Um, and I didn't put two and two together, but like looking at it and watching it today, I'm like, man, is this an underrated horror discovery? Like, you know, we haven't done really an underrated movie 
or who we thought might have been underrated in a while, but I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, where's the love for this movie? Because, you know, one, two, and three, they got Blu-ray releases like long, long time ago. And then I think Next Generation just got a Blu-ray release like two, three years ago, which was the Shout Factory release. I'm like, man, this movie got like no love. I understand it made like no money, but do you think this movie is really as bad as people are reading it out to be? It's more entertaining Resurrection. <laughs> it is. Uh. But I think it's just the fact that, like, I think I was going on about, like, the other face taking a backseat. People, there's, like, probably a big fan base for the character Leatherface, and just see him be second fiddle. And uh, I don't know. It, I, his cries are a bit over the, over the top. <laughs> yeah. I can agree and, with that. It's like, uh, but then, uh, I mean, because after this movie, it's it's the remake, isn't it? Oof. Yeah. After this movie, you get the 2003 release with Jessica Biel, which means 1995. So you got 96, 97, 98, 99, 2001, 2. You get almost 10 years. Until the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, that's insane. And even yep. e- even then, like you said, it was a there was a reboot. They just wiped the slate clean. The reboot they they made it more beefier and more intimidating. I was like, nah, we can't have our character end uh you know real sissy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure he does it with the he still puts on the faces of people, but I think they they toned down the. The real female side of it, and I, I know I think you guys have already talked the remake, right? Yeah, we talked. We just haven't talked the uh, beginning yet. I know you've been uh, flirting around with the idea of reviewing that one, and the uh, but you guys have already done the original too, right? No, no. So we got to yeah. go back to the original and then two and three. Yeah, because I mean, man, this is hard to say. I really enjoy the original like a lot, but if I had to, if I had to like completely say the original is superior but the remake with Jessica Biel man, it's pretty fucking good like I really really enjoy that one can't keep the whole spotlight he's he's got a family <laughs> are they something though <laughs> I think I think Vilmer was like I don't know if I heard correctly I was his brother yeah. Say so what? Because uh, he was like, my brother needs a new face and he wants yours. He wants yours and he needs. <laughs> That's what he did. He got it. He pissed off Vilmer. I just uh, love when Vilmer would get excited and he just put his arms in the air. Oh, his performance in this movie. Like, if you guys have not seen Matthew McConaughey act like a crazy redneck psycho. You have to go see this movie because he's he's perfect at it. I think he's he's living his inner self in this movie, and like he's he's over the top. And some people, you know, to me, he is creepy in this movie because of how over the top he is. The way he grabs Renee Zellweger in the film, he he grabs her like like he means business when he turns her head in his truck and says, "Look, there's your boyfriend," like. You can tell he left bruises on her in this movie. I guarantee you because of the way he was grabbing her. And it just it just kind of made you feel like his performance makes you feel uncomfortable. But I fucking 
I tilt my hat off to the old Texas Longhorn fan. He had a good week too, I'm sure. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna brag, brag <laughs> about that. So, mm. but yeah, good for uh, good for that. Um, man, see, I, I got so excited talking about Matthew McConaughey's performance. Where were we at? <laughs> oh yeah, with, I don't know. Like I just kind of threw in the. It's just his overall, his performance is more. It's That's the little things you do, like when you get uh, excited. <laughs> um, I didn't. I did enjoy that scene where he, uh, where he's at a gunpoint, and like everyone's being told to get to the ground. Well, this guy's like, "Oh, so like, do it," <laughs> and then he's all like, "If you won't do it, then I'm just gonna." He, I think he starts cutting himself at the moment. Oh yeah, another good scene. And then and she. Then when, uh, go ahead. I was like, yeah, when she decides to, to shoot, it that doesn't go off. And then he gets a hold of the, the gun and he shoots at the, I guess, the window. But after, <laughs> after she shoots and it's blank, he takes and he puts it in his mouth, doesn't he? Yeah, he puts it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, some good shit. I think he had, when he has it in his mouth, like whenever she's about to shoot and it's like, ah... Yeah, he's just he's just like batshit crazy in this movie, and it's just so fun to watch him do stuff like that. Like, I don't know, it should be called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Velmer Show. The Velmer. The the, Vil- the the Vilmer Massacre. Yeah, you know, you know that's what uh that's what they were all missing after that. Like the 2022 version needed Matthew McConaughey in it. Return of Vilmer. <laughs> I was like, it, like characters that uh that get thrown out there, like as far as the Texas Master franchise, uh, besides the their face, um, I think Shop Tops, like a, yeah, um, a character that gets thrown out Who? a lot. Shop Top. He's uh Bill Mosley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. from the second like, one. From the second one, yeah, but uh. It's like you don't really care the Vilmer. I mean, I'm pretty sure Vilmer has his fan base out there, but just since this is one of the the lower we gotta, end we gotta films, you know, it, even if he does have his fan base out there, I'm wondering like you don't really see him go back to a lot of horror movies. Talking talking about just Matthew McConaughey. What what is that? That's not a Dr Pepper. What are we doing here, Nick? What you're, you're slacking. Slacking. What is that? What are you drinking? To sponsor. Oh, no. <laughs> we need to get you some. We need to get you some Dr Pepper. Um, I think I don't know. He just. I wonder if he's one of those actors who just like wasn't really proud of that movie. We need to find him. We need to talk to him. They find him. Yeah. We need to ask him because you you see you, sometimes you see like a lot of those actors talk about it or you know, bring it up or go back to the horror genre. But I don't know if Matthew McConaughey has really ever gone back. He kind of blew up right after this movie. So, you know, he did a, I think he did a time to kill right before this, honestly. But what about, uh, you said, did you, did you, if there was a negative about this movie, what would you probably pick about it? Would it be the fact that Leatherface was taking the back seat and they kind of made him go out like a bitch? Essentially, yeah, that would be like the biggest flaw of the movie. 
Man. Um, go ahead. I'll say like uh, to the point that you're you're uh, you're rooting for uh, that's supposed to be like a side character. <laughs> I mean, it's Matthew McConaughey, but still, it's like Leatherface. Nah, it's not my Leatherface. Yeah, this was honestly his 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 bigger biggest role up until. 96. Um, he did Dazed and Confused in 93, which is a great movie, by the way. Um, and then he did Texas Chainsaw in 95. And then he blew up with uh, A Time to Kill in 96. So, um, yeah, if I had to nitpick or, or say something that was really bad about the film, I mean, obviously, there's a lot wrong with it if you want to get like technical about it. But I mean, it's a horror movie from the nineties. It's a Leatherface movie. Like I'm not gonna nitpick. I'm not gonna nitpick acting. I'm not gonna nitpick uh, the way some of it looked. Like the score was 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 pretty promising. Um, the characters. You 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 got what you needed out of side characters. Um, Barry wanted him dead as soon as I saw like the first few dialogues that came out of his mouth. So I'm like, oh, it took thirty minutes for him to get killed, but it was cool. Um, so I think it just depends, but um, if I had to nitpick anything, um, or say something I did not like about the movie, it would probably be the Leatherface ending. I didn't mind the way, I didn't mind the way they made him look or even the way they kind of made him seem like he was, uh, I don't know how to use this word without offending anybody. So I'm, I don't know, like the fact that they made him like cowardly, I'm okay with because, Obviously, in the title, it's next generation, and he's growing up with a with a different brother. So, I don't know. But yeah, but they leave him. They leave him alive. They leave Leatherface alive, and that's how you end the movie with a, uh, you know, a uh, maybe a possible another film after that. I didn't understand Vilmer's death though. Let, let's talk about an airplane just tragically flies a little too low. And cuts his throat, or did she, or did the person driving the airplane see that she was under attack, and they just flew down to run him over? I think Vilmer went out like a bitch. What do you think of his it's, death? It's such a such a shame. You killed the best character. Um, like Leatherface is right right behind Vilmer. Also, I was like, ah, oh. but yeah, I mean Vilmer's closer, so they kept showing the plane. Uh, even before the chase, um, but they don't show who's in it or like you don't get another movie after this one, so it doesn't get explained after that. This, it, it, this movie ends up with a cliffhanger, <laughs> but has has a lot of loose ends. Yeah, I was like the plane just going over. When I, when I was watching the scene play through, I thought that there's gonna be so like a. Or she would jump up and try to hold on to the lane, like that would be holding on to the lane type of thing. As silly as that sounds, I thought that was gonna go down, but you get the disappointing kill. What did, what, what did you think of the random guy with the uh, the scars on his stomach? The uh, the guy in the I mean limo. the guy. All oh, the I was like. It's like, who's this guy? <laughs> just another random person. He's like he was part of the family. Because it makes it, it 
that, I guess that would be kind of interesting in the background. Like, you know, uh, Vilmer says this, the moment they bring um, Renee Zellweger into the film, you know, he says, you don't think the FBI is constantly keeping an eye on this place? And then Darla is saying he's under a lot of stress because of his job, because of what they have him do. So I don't know. And then they're like, who killed Kennedy? So there's a lot more meta behind this movie than like it kind of portrays than, than it portrays out to be. I think the movie tried to be smarter than what it was than just your average slasher flick. And I think that's where a lot of people maybe get confused by it or say that it's just like trash because they don't understand the, the concept of what's going on. Like, you know, it took three, four movies to get involved, but maybe maybe there's somebody running the ship and the Leatherface family are just uh, population it's, control. It's a uh, cult of Thorn. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, that 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 sounds like what's kind of going on here. I mean, they don't really explain too much, though, of, of the guy in the limo. He even picks up Renee Zellweger at the end and saves her. But there's still no explanation, really, towards the guy in the limo. It's weird. It's like, oh, but, what do you want to get dropped off at the the police or the uh, the hospital? But that's you know that's what had me thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty smart. But there's just a lot of loose ends in the movie, and it doesn't really tie up to any a lot of plot holes. So. That's probably why a lot of people trash it. But I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, everybody else kind of lives in the movie. Like Leatherface stays, you know, you don't see nothing happen to him. You don't see nothing happen to Dar uh, Darla, the crazy uncle. You don't see anything happen to him. Um, so you just get an intro and an outro from Vilmer, and then that's it. It does leave it wide open for something else, which we, you know, we obviously see never happens um, until next year. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, I thought the movie was pretty was pretty fun. Like we talked about, there's only like three or four kills. Um, yeah, Matthew McConaughey saves it. He saves it. He saves everything. Uh, just that the dinner table whole thing was awesome. Uh, <laughs> he just goes. He just goes crazy, man. Um, what does he do? He shoves uh, his girl to the table. Oh yeah, there's, uh, a, there's a lot of abuse. In it's this a movie. lot of going on, and then he uh, he gets a hammer and just smacks the. Uh, I'm not even sure what what who he is in the family, but <laughs> he's the honorary. The honorary oose. <laughs> <laughs> but just the way he just attacks him with a hammer. Now, what was that for? <laughs> And then the controlling of the leg with the remote. He's always like constantly looking for the remote that controls his leg. And I'm like, I kept thinking in the movie, I was like, dude, you need to visit Bed Bath and Beyond like Adam Sandler did in Click. You need a universal remote. <laughs> Where'd I put the damn remote? <laughs> so I thought it was pretty funny. Um so did they have like different functions or what? I mean <laughs> I don't know. I think he, he was always running out of batteries. He, uh, he looked like my junk drawer in there. Always no batteries, 20 different remotes. 
but I don't have no leg. Solar power. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I need, he, he, he's, he's like, oh, I don't have a leg to... But no. Um, interesting. Again, I, I didn't mind the whole robotic leg sequence. Um, I know a lot of people thought it was trash, but I thought it was pretty cool. So... Sad flavor. A nice touch. As silly as it is. I mean, it's home way silly, but... Yep. And filming location was in Austin, Texas the entire time. How fucking fun is that? Better than Texas. <laughs> so, did you watch the director's cut, which was an hour and a half? Or did you want, or like an hour and 35 minutes? Or the theatrical was an hour and 27 minutes? So, I was going to ask you, which cut did you watch? I just pressed the first one that was up there. So, oh. it was theatrical. Yeah, I did. I did the same. I just did theatrical. I was like, well, "What's the difference?" It's all not sure ending. Vilmer doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, should have watched that one. Yeah, wasn't too bad. Mm. What do we got next? We got we got one guy's moment. <laughs> What um, was that for you? Honestly, any dialogue that Matthew McConaughey did. Um, but if I had to pick, if I had to p- pick a specific one, it would be right when he comes into the dinner scene and he's just like, "All right, all right, all right," and then he talks, <laughs> and then he talks about uh, how leather needs. And I like how he called him leather too throughout the whole movie. Like, you know, Leatherface had grabbed that name. It's already been like a, a cult news given name. So I liked how he called him leather throughout the whole movie. But he came in and you know they had everybody lined up for dinner and you know he again is grabbing Renee Zellweger like he don't give a shit about her. And he's like my brother needs a new mask <laughs> and he wants your face. He's gonna get it. Um but yeah that, that would probably be mine. I would say any, any it could, could be any moment within since like that the dinner table area, whether it been him with the the gun in his mouth and everything going on, or I don't know. I mean, it's clearly just return of Michael Myers and Halloween for one. They're on top of the house. I thought that was a cold moment. I was like, ah, it's, it's too it's too much like Halloween for. <laughs> Nice. But that would be like the Leatherface moment, really. And then Vilmer's moment. Was... It's all good. All good. It's all good. Oh, uh, well, when he, he's like, he's using his leg to smack, uh, to kill the, that girl. Looked like he was having a, a wongasm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What do we got for the facts? Uh, I picked out a few. So some of them are a little girthy to read, but they're not too bad. Um, it is in the movie. Matthew McConaughey says his dazed and confused line and catchphrase, all right, all right, all right, is in the movie. Um, like I said, it's right before the dinner scene. Um, Matthew McConaughey and 
Renee Zellweger came to fame two years later, McConaughey with The Time to Kill and Zellweger with Jerry Maguire, respectively. Um, both shared the same talent agency when Sony. So when Sony switched, owned this movie and distribution rights, they were prepping to re-release it, highlighting the pair. Their agent threatened to uh, sue the studio. Hmm. Um, Jim Sydow, who played. Uh, Grandpa Sawyer in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974 and Ch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was offered the role for Grandfather, but he turned it down. This film was the film. This was filmed on location at an abandoned farmhouse in Fluville, Fluggerville, Texas, nearby um, Austin. Bastro. The majority of the cast and crew were locals from Austin aside David Gale, a stage actor from Houston. Most of the filming took place at night and was described by makeup artists as a very, very rough time for everybody. Hmm. Uh, Bill Johnson, who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw 2, was offered the role of Leatherface for this one and turned it down. No one wants to come back for it. <laughs> yeah. So, near the end of Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3, 1990, um, Ken Four asked Vigo Mortensen why they are doing this. Vigo says, because they are hungry. Ken asked Vigo if he ever heard of pizza in this movie. Tony Perninsky is shown bringing pizza home for the family. So that's why pizza's in this movie. Interesting. But yeah, the rest of them, like the, some of the other uh, facts are like pretty, pretty long. Uh, this is the first film where Leatherface does not get killed or does not kill someone with a chainsaw. And then despite the title, again, absolutely zero people were killed by a chainsaw. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey originally auditioned for, an, for a hero role that was later cut, then recommended a couple of friends before he auditioned himself. A hero role. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. But yeah, those are those are some facts for Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. Vil. Vilmer Masker. To be to be continued. To be continued. Um let's see we got one more movie. And this took place on two thousand. Maybe. I would, have liked, I would have liked to see Leatherface die in this movie and Vilmer come back for a sequel. <laughs> the next generation, man. Um, yeah, just to... Because there's a lot of... Uh, 
loose ends and whatnot. Um, being at the end of the movie, they you're like, what happens? Uh, you see the other girl on the was it a stretcher or something like that? Was it being oh, uh, yeah. strolled away? Like, who is that? Do you know? That, do you know that person? Not a goddamn clue. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, I think after I just comes back to Leatherface, just swinging around like what he did in the other movie. Movies. Yeah. So no, like like I said, unless you got more something of a different story, I think it was time, honestly, for a reboot. So. The reboot. But what's next? Next is your pick, sir, and this is uh, the next UHD episode, October 26th. Are you ready for it? I hope so. Well, this is uh, it's not really necessarily uh, isn't a movie that I had in mind that I was going to choose. Quick, at least, I mean... Um, the movie we are going to dive into is a recommended movie. Mm-hmm. And if you were here for, uh, I believe, last episode of UHD. <laughs> Number 23. Number 23 with Jim Carrey. Um, I mean, this is more thriller uh, than horror. Like, I think... What is it? It means... Is a psychological thriller or uh, crime mystery thriller crime. is is what it shows on the IMDb. IMDb. But I mean, I whenever this movie came out, I mean, I I, I threw it in the the genre of horror, even though it's not really so much a full on horror. I'm buying this for you. Oh, can you hear that? All I could think about was. I'm buying this for you. I'm buying it on Blu-ray. There you go. Virginia Madsen's in it. She's from Candyman. I'm buying that for you. Poor boy. I've never seen this movie. Wrenching Odyssey into paranoia. The most horrifying metamorphosis ever told. Number twenty-three. Based on a novel. <laughs> All I could think about was the number. I met you when I was 23. And the day we met was September 14th. 914. 14 plus 9 is 23. Riddle me this. I don't know. Oh, look, that's exactly who it was. <laughs> there are 23 axes to Euclid's geometry. The human oh. body consists of 46 chromosomes. 23 from each parent. 23. Two divided by three, point six six six. Six six six. Oh. So it's 23 a blessing or a curse. Oh. I was born at 11, 12 p.m. 11 plus 12. 23. Driver's license, social security number. It's all 23. As if it's indeed my life. You've concerned yourself with minutia and you've drawn wild conclusions from them. Is this the first time you've seen the trailer? Every 23rd word and every 23rd No, I mean, this trailer will play a lot. <laughs> I'm like, 23. There is 22 flares in Dr. Burr. <laughs> oh. She's got to get out. It's completely. Four plus nineteen is twenty-three. 
Oklahoma City bombing got brought up. Hiroshima mm. bomb was dropped at 8:15. Yeah. 8 plus 15 is 23. 13 years of lies. No more. I found out my mistake. My life was a mistake at age 23. 23. Then 23. Also known as Michael Jordan's jersey. Ooh. Oh. Hmm. What do you think of that? The number twenty-three. Mm, chills. <laughs> twenty-three. Which, which was honestly recommended by somebody. So anybody out there watching, listening, um, you have any recommendations? Throw them out there. You know, never know who's listening and or who might pick them up. Um. Now I gotta go on and get number twenty-three. <laughs> so you slacking? <laughs> <laughs> Should be good. It's always gonna change. It's almost life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Twenty-three. You know what that means? I'll have to, I'll have to bust out a Dutch hepper while I'm doing this episode. There you go. I don't know. I don't know what happened to you tonight. So <laughs> Pepsi was the sponsor of today. Sounds like a fun wow. fun week. Uh, next week, Friday the fourteenth, uh, the twentieth anniversary of the Ring. 20. So that should be a that should be a fun rewatch. I haven't seen it in a few years, but the Ring is always a, you know, it's considered an instant classic for its time and for its day and age. So, um, should be a fun rewatch, honestly. In seven days. Yeah, in seven days we'll <laughs> review and, and talk about the Ring. <laughs> so. It's a long way to live. Oh no! Fuck them bills, then. You gonna get the the still book? Or uh, you just gonna... I don't know. Is it 4K or is it just Blu-ray? Oh, it's Blu-ray. No, fuck. I'm it's not Paramount. Gonna no, I'm not gonna get it. Oh, with Paramount, uh, maybe. I don't know. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pretty much weird with the releases. I mean, I don't know. They're already releasing, like, as far as horror stuff. It's you get the Ring Still book. They just put out this, uh, of course, Paranormal City box set, Paramount. Hmm. Um, the Friday 13th Still books. Every time there's an anniversary. Um, if I heard correctly. This box at Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, Paramount has a little piece of everything, so it just depends. But Paramount has everything. Other than that, man, the ring next week, and then we finish. We finish October up with the number twenty-three. So I'm excited. That blanket, that that blanket, be a lot cooler if Velmer was on it. <laughs> Velmer blanket. You gotta tell Spirit Halloween, jump on it. Be a lot cooler that, if you did. Be a lot cooler if they did have it. Need that Velmer merch. 
I think you know what I, I think we're just gonna have to do like one whole month of Matthew McConaughey now, whether it's horror or not. <laughs> just gonna have to make up a whole another show. Yeah. But no. So But if you wanna if you wanna follow um us, you can follow us at Friday the fourteenth podcast U H D. I'll say that again. U H D. You can follow me at the 4K bad guy. Uh, um, you can follow me at Instagram, one word, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. So that's the C I N E M E N Movie Podcast. So, no, oh shit. <laughs> I said, normally I don't plug in this other. Uh, social media handle but I should uh, at Rest and Tacos you can follow that uh, page as well or if you want to I guess see most of all productions that's another page if you want to choose um, 60,000 subscribers to this YouTube channel right now it's insane 60,000 yeah people people um Thank you for. Hopefully, we get some of them to go out and check out Texas Chainsaw Massacre: Next Generation, because uh, it, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. So the whole goal is to become a fan. If you weren't already a fan, not just of Matthew McConaughey, but the character of Vilmer, underrated horror icon. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I think you could put him up. You could put him up there with Michael, Jason, Freddy. He's a. Uh... He's a goat. <laughs> yeah, that was today's episode. Uh, is there anything else you want to do at us? Man, um, nothing, nothing too hairy, nothing too uh, smooth. Life, life is hard. Life is tough. Do what you like and do what you like well. Um Everybody out there, enjoy each other, enjoy life. Uh, go to a movie theater this weekend, whether it's Halloween ends or just go support something local and go see a movie. Um, yeah, just uh, everybody stay in good spirits, man. It's 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 a we're getting ready to approach the holidays, and uh, there's always somebody there listening. So, see any of these any of these social media tags. If you guys have any suggestions or recommendations, hit us up. Somebody's always on the other end, and we're always willing to listen and talk to somebody about movies. All right. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, listening. Y'all take it easy. See you, Ultra. Bye. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right.